And this is the story of Mohini, the white tiger, who was gifted to President Eisenhower back when he was still president of the United States. So this story is basically about learned helplessness. And it is told that Mohini was a regal white tiger, which were very rare in that time, who lived for many years at the Washington, D.C. National Zoo, obviously because he was a gift for President Eisenhower. For most of those years, her home was in the old line house, which is a typical 12 by 12 foot cage with iron bars and a cement floor. Mohini spent her days pacing restlessly back and forth in her cramped quarters. Obviously, she had nowhere else to go except in that 12 by 12 foot cage. Eventually, biologists and staff worked together to create a natural habitat for her. Covering several acres, it had hills, it had trees, it had a pond and a variety of vegetation. They were trying to replicate her natural habitat. With excitement and anticipation, they released Mohini into her new and expansive environment. But it was too, too late. The tiger immediately sought refuge in a corner of the compound where she lived for the remainder of her life. And you can guess what she did in that corner of the compound. She paced and paced in that corner until an area 12 by 12 feet, just like her cage, was worn bare of grass. So this is, um, it's only a story, but, um, there's a lesson to be learned here about help, um, learned helplessness. And um, it's unfortunate because as human beings, once we get used to certain behaviors, we think we are prisoners of these behaviors and um, that there's no hope for us. And that whatever happens after that has to be centered around those habits and her behaviors that we have adopted. So this is majorly the um, focus of our talk today. If you've been following me on Instagram, I've talked about how we want to talk about our feelings and how we can manage them. And um, how we can separate our feelings from reality. The how Why it is really, really important in order for us to maintain a healthy um, state of mind and to see things for what they really really truly are so thank you for joining me again and uh, this is me elima uh with Boots and bobs podcast um this is um our second season so this should be i think my third or fourth episode of the season and i'm really happy to be sharing all this information with you i'm not sure where you're listening from you could be listening from google from um apple podcasts it could be spreaker it could be anywhere just let me know if you can wherever it should be on instagram or whenever it is that you can tell me and don't forget to leave some feedback honest honest feedback uh, whether negative, whether constructive, whether really positive, I don't care. I need it all. I'm all for it. So, like I said, um, I'll just dive right in and we will talk about these so-called feelings that we, um, I've been hammering on, hammering on about. So, um, I'm going to do this in two parts. And this is the first part where I've told you the story of Mohini. So I'm going to continue in the next episode, in the next segment, where we will delve right into what we really, really want to talk about. So just stay tuned and you should catch me in the second segment. So welcome back. This is our second segment. As promised, I will... As usual, keep it all succinct and very short and sweet so you don't get bored and you get all the information and value 
that you need. So I will start by defining what a feeling is. And my own personal definition would be that a feeling is essentially a physical reaction to a thought. So this would therefore mean that in order to feel something, you would have thought about something, whether a situation, whether a, a memory, something would have triggered that feeling. And it's usually a thought. And um, I'm always referring back to my Instagram post because this is where I give you tidbits and uh, kind of like a summary or a, a preview of what's coming. So to quote my Instagram post, um, have you ever caught yourself unnecessarily catching feelings? Um, th this is because feelings usually kind of sneak up on you and are they're very sneaky. One minute and you're on cloud nine and the next to you're plotting a million and one ways and that you could seek revenge on someone who has seemingly done something wrong to you so these scenarios are all too were all too familiar for me and this was the story of my life I would think about things I would think about a past event and then I would feel some type of way and then act according to that feeling so that made me very impulsive and in that moment where I'm seeing red literally I would make the worst of decisions and it wouldn't take time for me to realize what a big mistake I would have made, how I've misjudged something. It could be a text message that I misread and when I go back to it, when I'm feeling a lot calmer but had or have already reacted and I read the message again and I realize that the meaning that I had deduced from it in the beginning was totally different from what it actually conveyed. So this brings us to the first, first, first thing that I mastered when it became, when it came to regulating and controlling my emotions and feelings. I realized that I needed to give myself time. I needed to take a break, give myself time, especially when I was feeling angry, if I was feeling resentful, hurt, any negative emotion. I've learned not to base my decisions on those negative emotions because they're most probably fleeting, most probably unfounded, and it's never really as bad as you make it seem. So if you give yourself some pause, just a little break, it doesn't have to be days or weeks, just a couple of minutes. If you need to get out of the situation, if it's a room, if it's anything at all, a distraction, anything, just so you can calm your mind and your body and then come back to it. You'd be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised on how different everything looks now. So, like I said, it dawned on me um, after countless encounters with aimless, reckless and impulsive actions that you do feel the way you think. It's all about what you think. So if you can control your thoughts, I shit you not, I beg your pardon, excuse my French, but if you can control your thoughts you surely can and will 100% control the way you feel. So you're probably grown up and conditioned to think that you can't control, control your own emotions, you know, that anger and fear. These are things that just happen to you. Um, well, the jury's in and actually it, it doesn't work like that. And it's that, you know, you choose how you feel. Obviously, if you're going to choose what you think about, how you think about it, where you think about it, you will then therefore be able to control how you feel. This is why everyone advocates for, especially mental health advocates, psych psychiatrists, psychologists, counsellors, anyone who is um, invested in your mental health, they will tell you that you need to think positively. 
In particular, I am a big fan of CBT therapy. This is cognitive behavioral therapy. This is key when it comes to controlling and managing um, issues like this because it tells you it shows you the other side of things. It shows you that maybe what you're seeing is not actually what is happening on the ground. The feelings you're feeling that are causing you to see things a certain way are just feelings and they're fleeting. And it doesn't mean that that's the reality of things. So once you get to that point, you can be able to regulate your emotions, regulate your thinking, and therefore regulate your emotions. So you choose how you feel and feelings aren't just emotions that happen to you, but instead they're reactions to what you think and you choose to think. So when you're in charge of your emotions, you'll soon see that you choose how you feel and you'll be well on your way to enlightenment and happiness. Because if you think about it, when we were growing, I don't know about you, but um, I've been brought up in a way where intelligence is measured by your academic ability. But in my opinion, from my endeavors, from my life experience, which isn't much, but which is valid as far as I'm concerned, I've learned that the most intelligent person in the world is someone who's so self-aware that they know how to make themselves and keep themselves happy. So the truly intelligent person is the one that chooses to think thoughts that are positive and they will generate positive feelings and will contribute positively to the way they look at the world and people around them. So this is the truly intelligent person. Now, following from this discussion about feelings, I feel that it is impertinent that I speak about The Four Agreements, which is another another book that has absolutely changed the way I look at things. The, um, the fourth, um, sorry, The Four Agreements and Erroneous Zones by Wayne Dyer. I refer to these books in all my talks because everything found in these books are just gems of wisdom. So in The Fourth Agreement, one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. Okay. And it will go right in and describe why you shouldn't do that and what you're doing to yourself when you take things personally. One, in summary, they just, um, um, he just mentions that you are in fact accepting anything that someone outside, in, um, outside is saying about you, which means with you, you agree with what they're telling you. So you need to deal with your own insecurities first and uh, then build yourself up so that whatever someone else says to you about who you are, it bounces off because you know exactly who you are and what you're about. And you don't really care what other people think about you. You know what is true and what is real. Also, it says that if you take things personally, you're taking someone else's emotional poison. You know, that sort that saying that says um, it's like keeping a grudge is like drinking poison and um, expecting the other person to die. Something like that. It's an extreme example, but I'm just trying to drive that point home. So the truly intelligent person is obviously someone who knows how to make themselves happy. So if you want to be happy, you want to feel happy. You want to think happy thoughts. You want to look at life in a positive way. And the only way you can do that is to control how and what you think about. So where do, act where do feelings actually come from? So like I said, feelings come from your thoughts. So if you can control your thoughts you can control your feelings. Uh, another article by uh, Eugene Cadell um, says that you need to learn to separate feelings from action so you don't get ruled by them. 
You don't want to be that person who is ruled by their emotions. Everything they react to is um every time they react to something is because about how it's because of how they feel about this situation. So feelings are valid. They show that something is not quite right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying feelings are wrong. They are right, but you need to regulate them and you should be perceptive about them. And you need to acknowledge them. Yes, they are there. You can't run away from it. They're showing you that something is not quite right. Um, again, I will refer to my Instagram post where I told, spoke about resentment. Resentment just means that there's a boundary that needs to be there. It's a disappointment in yourself, although the resentment is obviously um, projected onto the other person. Um, so it's just a sign to say, oh, you've really, really compromised yourself right now. And you need to go back to that drawing board and set that boundary right here, right now, so that you don't ever want to feel this way again. This is how I prefer to live my life. To know that for certain, um, if I go through something, especially if it's painful, <laughs> I don't want to go through it again. God forbid I have to go through the same thing again and feel the same morbid emotions. No, over my dead body. So by acknowledging and feeling your feelings, you are expressing them and ex accepting them from what they are. You're all human. Bottling up emotions doesn't help. If anything, it actually excavates things. So uh, don't bottle them up. And um, you need to make sure that you need to balance the scale and have equal amounts of um, emotion and logic. So the only way you can balance this is to give yourself time to think and reflect. You need to stop, take a pause, take a deep breath, drink a glass of water, Chardonnay, whatever. I don't care what you do. But in that moment when you're feeling the very negative feelings, you need to take a huge step back. Take a deep breath, take a walk, take a swim or whatever it is that you want to do and come back to it when you're feeling a lot calmer and better. You need to acknowledge especially the feelings that you feel, the physical symptoms of your feeling. Like when I feel angry, I feel really tense. I feel wound up. I feel hot. I feel like my heart, I feel like my heart, my heart races actually. Not that I feel like my heart races, but it actually races. So all these feelings, I don't like them. I don't like them. So the moment I became aware of these feelings and I tell myself, oh, I'm feeling that type of way again, Audrey. I then take a step back and give myself time to calm down and bring myself to base level. So when you acknowledge and express the feelings, you prevent a buildup of limiting attitudes. Because then what happens is you, you develop control, um, coping strategies um, to limit these um, emotions, which is an unhealthy way of, um, of dealing with them. Because then, you know, you start avoiding certain situations and certain circumstances because of your perception of them, which isn't necessarily correct. So you need to make sure that you know exactly where you stand as far as you're regulating your feelings is concerned. If you're not in a good place, you need to work on it. And the first step is to see if you can take a pause once you start feeling those negative emotions. The other ways you can express your feelings healthily are to talk to the person who you think is wronging you. But you need to talk to them in a very diplomatic and very cordial manner. You need to, it needs to be a conversation, a discussion, uh, so that whatever you're saying is going to be received. Because if you go there all guns blazing, the person would become defensive. We're human beings. 
where never nobody uh, nobody wants to feel attacked and nobody wants to feel like they're wrong so or you can write a letter to put down all your feelings and to um you know to pour them out some people say you can write everything you're feeling down i think this is where the idea of journals comes from journals and diaries um i remember this gentleman who was going through um therapy for depression and he started taking antidepressants so he said i wanted to see how i was um if i was responding positively to these antidepressants so i started keeping a journal from the day that i started taking these antidepressants and when i started um st- when i started on this journal um writing down this journal keeping a journal um as time went on as i was taking these antidepressants every day i noticed that the tone of my voice the tone of my writing changed and became more amiable more calmer more gentle and even the way i spoke to myself completely changed so by the time it was 3 months in he could see a marked change in the way he was communicating to himself and the way he was communicating to the world around him and the way he was seeing things around him so keeping a journal is another way of um expressing your emotions if you put it down on paper when you're feeling them the most close that book take a walk take a sip whatever you want to do come back and read it again and you'll be surprised on what you think about what you've written try it 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 sounds very simplistic but it works it just can you kind of get a hold of how you what you're thinking and how what you're thinking is contributing to how you're feeling i don't know if that makes sense the other way is you can scream into a pillow which was what i do i can have a good cry you know when i'm feeling very overwhelmed by my emotions if i cry and cry and cry and cry by the time i finish i'm exhausted and i usually sleep when i wake up i'll be feeling much better so this is a way of managing the emotions one two instead of taking it out on another person i cry it out and when i cry it out that will take me about 3 to 5 minutes when i stop crying i feel a lot calmer and then i can see things more objectively whether i take a nap or not is neither here nor there but the point is that crying gives me that very crucial ba- break that i've been talking about So um the other th- way I cope with things is I have a very small circle of friends. Um some of them I trust dearly with my heart and soul. And unfortunately I'm that friend who who vents and vents and vents. I feel like if I speak to someone I don't feel so crazy and I don't feel so up in my head like I'm being unreasonable. Because sometimes a person can validate how you're feeling or they can say wait a minute Audrey Do you not think you're overreacting just a wee bit or you're jumping the gun? And that brings me down completely back to the ground because then I realize that oh these are my emotions talking and this is not the reality of things. The other way that you can do is to have a good cry like I said, listen to some music, go for a good run. Everything points to one major premise and this is to take a break from the situation that is causing those uh, negative emotions. Once you give yourself that space that little pause it's very important because it clears your mind and you can look at the situation from fresher eyes and more objectively so these are the coping strategies that i can recommend they're very simple but you'll be surprised how difficult it can be to actually um uh, employ them 
So this is where we will um, stop on today um, so that you can understand exactly where we're, where I'm coming from and where I intend to go with this. Um, feelings, a lot of marriages, a lot of relationships have been destroyed because people act impulsively on their feelings. So I hope you've taken something from this. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to leave the feedback. Let me know what you think. If there's anything at all that you want me to talk about. Again, I am very open to uh, indulging you. Uh, anything important that you feel like I can research on and think and talk about and put it as an episode on my podcast. If you want us to have a chat, you want us to have a discussion, anything at all, just let me know and I'll be happy to indulge you. So thank again. Thank you again for listening in and I will see you in our next episode. Take care and take good, good, good care of yourselves.